0: You know, people get in mental health because they get they lose their mental health because they get negative. Mm. And you see an awful lot of people who are older people and they become bitter because all their life they've been focused on what's working for them and they miss, they miss all the stuff that's working. It's like as if they focus on their fear and they miss the love. And, of course, you do this for um, two, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, forty years. By the time you're older, if you've been focusing on negative stuff all your life of course you're going to be bitter and twisted because that's how you're going to be seeing life. And you're going to say, this life is not worth it. Nothing ever works, nothing goes right because you're focused all the time on what's not working, what's going wrong. If in everything, there's always a balance.
1: Having worked in aged care, I don't think it's just about being bitter and twisted. I think there's a lot of depression because I think people must look back on their lives sometimes and wonder, what have I actually achieved? And if they feel they haven't achieved to their potential then I really believe that's when they get into that that depression. Certainly, I agree the whole negativity bit. And I think even with younger people now with mental health issues, and especially at this, you know, what's going on in the world, there is a lot of negativity, a lot of fear. So people tend to get into those energies where they're feeling depressed.
0: Yes. And you think there's... So much of that going on in life at the moment that now for most people it feels normal. It feels like the only way it can be, and that there is no other way, and that all this positivity stuff yeah, oh yeah, that's very, very, that's very, very nice, but. But, you know, when things aren't going right, well, of course, you've got to focus on negative stuff. Of course, when you've got a problem, of course, you've got to fix the problem. You can't focus on good stuff then.
1: Well, I think that's certainly true. I think it's sad, isn't it, that people can only see the negative. And often you try to put a positive bent on things and they say, yes, but. But I think that's, again, I think it's it's all the pressures that, are, that people are put under and a lot of outside influences, which then affects how you feel within yourself.
0: I just, I just, I'm just gonna play with this for a second. Are you, in fact, right now, being negative?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you're being negative right now, but it feels normal. It feels rational. It feels like that's the way it's got to go. And what you're saying makes total sense to me. What would be the positive around around what we're saying there?
1: That if people understand what's really going on, then they can change it. That is the positive around it.
0: See, I've got this thing called balance in my mind. And I remember Stephen Hawking used to always say, in the whole of our universe, if just one molecule was out of balance... The whole universe is going to collapse, and that the whole thing it relies on there being a perfect balance. We don't always get the balance within us, but for every negative, there is a positive, and for every positive, there is a negative somewhere. It's not always in the same place. It's
1: about polarities, isn't it? Because you won't, you can't have one without the other
0: in the exact same quantities, exact same quantities, perfect same quantities. Mm. If we're feeling negative somewhere somewhere there's also the positive. I wonder what would happen if we went and looked for that and found it. What would happen to our mental health?
1: Well, it's certainly... I've seen um, strategies where people use that aspect where when you're confronted by a negative trigger... Okay, so what is the positive that comes out? what's the, they call what's well, called the gift isn't it? What's the gift? So it looks at the positiveness of whatever's going on that's pulling you down.
0: Can you think of any highly, totally totally negative situations for you that turned out to be very positive? For me anyway, the most difficult part of our relationship was with the fact that I was divorced. I'd got divorced, I separated and divorced from my first wife and that was an awful time. but on the other side on the other side if I didn't do that, We never could have got together. We never would have been together. We wouldn't be together now. So there's a positive. There's something that seemed like it was totally, totally negative, but then later down the track, we found out that there was an absolute positiveness about it too, because it was it was opening up the wave.
1: Oh no, I agree with that totally. I'm glad you do. (laughs) It just no. I guess I just I'm trying to think of a situation. Well, okay, I'll look at uh, my final year of teaching when I was really, really struggling, and. I just was in, I didn't know what to do. I decided to take a year's leave because I just had had enough. When I say struggling, I mean it was just a really hard slog. I ended up taking leave and ended up resigning. And the positive was that of having that hard year, it made me make the decision to get out of teaching and to try something different. And I think even though I miss teaching to a certain extent... It's given me the opportunity to pursue different careers and different opportunities within myself to be able to do the things that I really want to do.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that's a good example because I, I I do remember that time very, very well. And although you loved teaching and you were a great teacher, I remember that, you just couldn't go on.
1: No, it was, it was really, it was difficult. Mm. And I think if I didn't, if I wasn't a dedicated teacher, I could have just gone home at 3.30 mm. and just shut off.
0: No, you've never been able to do that for anything. No. Yeah. And, of course, the other reason why teaching got difficult for you is because you decided very early on that you loved teaching and you didn't particularly like administration and the only place to go from then on was into a, a much more administrative role. Mm, that's true. And um, I remember you saying you didn't want to do that. You didn't want to become a school principal because that didn't, didn't turn you on at all.
1: So by having, I guess, that negative attitude about once I'd reached the top of the classroom teacher level, the next step was going to be administration – and that's not what I wanted, then I had to make a decision about what I wanted to do then. And it did open up that opportunity because I was dissatisfied and I knew what I didn't want. It gave me the opportunity to then start thinking about what I really did want.
0: Sticking on the theme of mental health, how's your mental health now as a result of that, do you think? You, it's, this is going to be hypothesising, oh, of course. But what would your mental health be like if you had have stayed there?
1: Yeah, I probably would have been struggling because it would have been for me. It would have been a pull between wanting to just be a classroom teacher and enjoy teaching, or having to do the administrative work.
0: Mm. So, it was actually the education environment that was pulling down your mental health at the time because you weren't you you were not mentally healthy. I know that.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? I never ever thought about it like that.
0: No, you weren't mentally healthy. You were because you know you're. You're a brilliant person and, that and a brilliant teacher, really good, but you, you weren't enjoying going to work, they were that way. You weren't enjoying I wasn't
1: enjoying the classroom environment. No,
0: no, which is really very, very fascinating.
1: The mental health issue is a big one because I really believe the outside external influences and pulls and pushes and whatever have really created a lot of the mental health issues that are around at the moment. In saying that, as I said, I'm very aware that people, once they realise what's going on, then have the opportunity to change. All they need to do is look at what's happening from the outside in and then decide, I can choose to take all this on or I can choose to change.
0: If you really want to have a good mental health, be positive, be there, be all the rest of it and focus on the good stuff, which, which is what I'm saying now. But there's a proviso. It's got to be appropriate. It's got to be justified. Because if it's not appropriate and justified, then all of a sudden you're going to be focusing on the good stuff. But behind the scenes, there'll be a little voice going inside you saying, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit.
1: Mm. People say, forget the negative, just just do the positive. That might be okay to a certain extent, but you're right. that If you just focus on positives, it will make you feel better for a while. Well, sometimes I think if you're really down. I just think it makes you feel worse. But it's like a Band-Aid on a sore. Mm. Unless you heal the sore, mm. the Band-Aid will, is only a temporary fix.
0: So what do you do with those negatives? Because those negatives are going to be there all the time. You can't just ignore them.
1: No, you've got to deal with them. What is it? Why am I feeling this way? What's mm. creating this? What's going on within me that is making me feel this way?
0: And if I go back to my example before about getting divorced and separated, separated and divorced... I can look back on that and say that was terrible. But if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't be in the relationship I'm in now. And therefore, there's nothing to be depressed about. And if I go back to probably the most difficult, awful time I ever had was separating and divorcing. But if I look on, look on that and say, that's what had to happen for me to be in the relationship I'm in right now with you, which which I'm finding very brilliant and I've, and I'm still very much in love and all the rest of it. And if I hadn't have done that, then maybe what I wasn't dealing with back then would have been still eating away at me right now, and I might have been bitter and twisted.
1: But do you also think that the actual separation and divorce was the catalyst, it was a tipping point, but if you look back, you were probably depressed and bitter before that? Yes. And you didn't, and nothing was dealt with. So I didn't,
0: And I didn't even recognise it, I didn't know it. Mm. I know, I know, I know what I'm feeling like now. But about the time I I was feeling a certain way and I was acting in a certain way and I didn't even realise how destructive my thoughts were and how horrible that I was probably being.
1: And I think the good thing now is that mental health is not something that's hidden. People have the opportunity now to be more aware that those issues are not normal, to recognise that they're not how we should be feeling and because it's become a more public issue, the people are able to recognise that this is what's going on for them and it now's the chance to change it.
0: Very true. The mental health issue is on the surface now and need to be dealt with. Do we handle our mental health very well? Because we've now looked at the cause as being the way we think. But now what do we do about that? So let's look at that next time.